welcome to Grace and Truth, an expository preaching podcast brought to you by Pastor Kogan East. Thank you for joining us. Luke 24 and also Acts chapter 1. Hold your place in Luke 24 and we'll come back to that in just a moment. But first we'll start to Acts 1 and then we'll flip back over and we'll be in Luke 24. But we're starting a series tonight in the book of Acts. And this series in the book of Acts, we all know, the series in the book of Acts, I'm calling it, From the Upper Room to the Uttermost. From the Upper Room to the Uttermost. We know that he had that Upper Room experience where the Holy Ghost came upon him on that day of Pentecost. And then great and mighty things happened, the Lord sent him unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So that's the theme of the book of Acts, is really going, being filled with the Spirit and then going and telling somebody else. Going into all the world and preaching the gospel. And so this book of Acts from the upper room to the other notes, the first verse, it says, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles and the chosen. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. If we are understanding this book, then we find that the writer of the book is this man by the name of Luke. Luke is writing this book, and you say, well, how do you know? Well, look at the beginning of it. He is writing it to a man he calls Theophilus. That name, he could be writing to a man in particular, or he could be just writing to the people of God in general, because that name means lover of God. So, whether he's, uh, I believe he is right to a specific person, but whether it was or not, he is speaking to every born-again believer, saying, O Theophilus, he is saying, O lover of God, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until that day in which he was taken up. And so Luke is writing this book in the context of Scripture. We understand he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. He says, The former treaties have I made. Of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Until that day in which he was taken up. So until Jesus was ascended up into heaven. After that he threw the Holy Ghost and gave commandments of the apostles who he had chosen. So what, uh, what Luke is saying here is he's saying I'm about to tell you part two is what he's saying. He's saying I've already told you part of the story. He said but now I'm going to give you the rest of what God has laid on my heart to write you. And so it's almost as if he's saying, here's part two, here's the next chapter, here's the rest of the story. And so tonight he says there's a former tree, but now he's writing what Jesus is doing now and in the days to come. But I want you to understand, tonight we're going to go back to Luke 24. Because if we are going to start in the book of Acts and understand the book of Acts, then we must first understand the former tree and part one of the story that Luke is writing. So tonight in Luke 24, we'll start, and then we'll begin uh, in the weeks to come, and we'll deal with this book of Acts. It's a rather large book, I believe 28 chapters, something like that, and we'll study this book and go through it together and find what the Lord has. But tonight in Luke 24, we're going to find Luke writing the former tree that he speaks of in Acts chapter number 1. This is the last part of Luke, the end of it, the latter part. And so we're going to study that tonight and find what the Lord has as we expound the Scriptures and see what's in store, what He wants us to hear tonight. So Luke 24 and verse number 44. And He said unto them, These are the words 
which I spake unto you. While I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it is, Behold Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. And then after that, he's going to pick up an axe, where they get filled with that power that he's telling them to wait on in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. But tonight, we're in Luke 24, understanding the former treaty that Luke is writing, so looking in this book of Acts, and, but finding the backstory and looking at the context of it, Luke writing it, and it's starting here with how Jesus was before, and then he's going to get to the book of Acts, but there's a powerful beginning in the book of Acts, and this is leading up to that. We understand that authorship, we've already said it is Luke, and so we must understand in Acts, we have to go back to Luke 24, that's why we're here tonight, you say it doesn't go, well, to understand it, you've got to go back to here. And one man, John Phillips, he wrote him said this. He said in the beginning, talking about Acts 1, he said, The things which Jesus began to do, but not ending. That living, doing, and teaching is still going in all, which is what the book of Acts is all about. So right now we're looking at what Jesus has done, what he began to do. But when we get later in the book of Acts, we'll see that he's not stopped his work, but that he is ever working, and that he's continually working, that he's still moving, he's still working, and he's still doing great works. The Lord has not ceased to move and work, but he is still working. He did it in the former treaties, which is here where we are in Luke 24, but then in Acts we'll find the later treaties, the later part that he is still doing in the day we're living in. And so tonight, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer, and we'll find what Acts is really about, but we find it here in Luke 24. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the opportunity to come to your house. God, you've been so good to us. We don't deserve your love and mercy, but God, we thank you. Thank you that you love us. And now, while we get sinners, you died for us. The cross of Calvary that you led and died for our sins. Lord, we adore you more, oh God, than anyone else. Father, we pray you be worshipped and adored tonight. God, I pray you have a word in our hearts that we understand it, that we fathom God, that your, this mind will be in us, which was first in Christ Jesus. Give us an understanding of the word of God tonight. Lord, teach us your ways. Give us your wisdom, God. Lead us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And may you be honored and glorified for everything that takes place in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen, Amen. Here in Luke 24, we find that the theme of the former treaties is... A message. It's a message. Luke is writing this whole entire book of Luke. All 24 chapters. It's all about one message. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we understand it's, it's one of the four books that we call the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke is one of the gospels. And so therefore we understand the whole entire book of Luke is about the gospel. It's about the message. And so for understanding the former trees, if we're going to understand that, then we must get that Luke in his first book, in the book of Luke, is telling us about a message. He's telling us about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in Acts, he's going to continue that and go with that. But tonight I want us to find that uh, starting point of it where he's beginning it and he's giving us the gospel. 
and He's revealing some things about this message to us. Because tonight, if we really get honest, it's all about the message. It's all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it's not about the gospel, then it's pointless. It's all about the gospel. That's the focal point. That's the view. That's the vision. That is everything. If we don't have the gospel, then we don't have church. If we don't have the gospel, then we have no hope. We have no help. We have nothing at all. It's all about the gospel. It's all about the message. So Luke is writing in verse number 44. He says, and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45, And opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead of the third day. I want you to number one notice that there's the source of the message in Luke 24. Verse number 44-46 gives us the source of the message. Where did this gospel come from? Where did this message come from? Well, he says, These words which I speak unto you, he said, The things I'm telling the message I'm giving you, the gospel that I'm proclaiming to you while I was yet with you. He says that all things must be fulfilled. He said all these things had to happen so that you could get this message and hear the gospel, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. If we really understand the Bible, it is all circled and it is all surrounding the gospel. If we miss the gospel, then we've not even got the very point of the Bible. For Jesus is in every chapter of every book and every line. He is in every bit of the Word of God. It's all centering around Jesus. He's the main point of the Bible. It's Jesus, the Gospel of Christ. It's in the Law of Moses. It's in the Prophets. It's in the Psalms. And it's concerning Jesus. It's the source of the message. Then open to either understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. So He has now opened the disciples' eyes, the apostles that were following Him. He has now revealed the Scripture unto them. Where they once were eyes were darkened and they couldn't really understand what those Old Testament passages and many times we read them and we say, well, I don't really know what that means. Well, if you will keep in mind, everything you read in the Bible is pointing to Jesus. It makes a lot more sense. And so what Jesus has now that He has opened the understanding, He has let them understand that Scripture is about the Gospel of Christ. The source of the message. You say, well, what is the source of the message? It's the Word of God. But where did the Word come from? It came from the Lord. So the source of the Gospel is God. It is Christ. It is Jesus. The great three one, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. He's the one the Gospel came from. It was His plan. It was His purpose. That is what He was wanting to do from the foundation of the world. He had the Gospel set in motion. He had the cross on His eye. That was His plan. It was not plan B, but it was the original plan from the beginning. That the Lord would give the message of the Gospel of Christ, so He reveals it to them. And then verse 46, And said unto them, Thus it is written, He said, Here's what's written, And thus to be hope Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead of the third day. You see why Christ was willing to do it? It's because it was God's plan that He set in motion, and He sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross of Calvary, to suffer the sins of the world, that He might take upon Him the sins of you and I upon His shoulders, Source of 
of it is that it came from the Lord. And then he would allow Jesus to rise on the third day and get up out of the grave. Aren't you glad we don't have a dead religion? Oh, we've got a living religion because we have a living founder, a living God, a living Jesus. And he's alive forevermore. The source of this message is it came straight from heaven. It is the Lord's message. It is the Lord's gospel. So we see the source of the message, but then I want you to notice the substance of the message. Verse 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in its name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That's where it started. That's where it was first told. The same place where Jesus died. That's where the gospel is being told first. That's where the message started. That's where it started its journey around the world. And it's what is the message? What's the substance of it? Not only is the source that it came from the Lord, but the substance of it. What's in the message? What's the message about? It is all about manward repentance. You see, many people do not believe in repentance, but without repentance, there is no salvation. Because that's a part of the gospel of Christ. It's manward repentance. Because here's the message. And that repentance, Luke says, he's writing that repentance must be done that sins of the repentance of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. If we miss repentance, we miss it all. Tonight, if you've not repented of your sins, then you have not been saved. And tonight we should daily repent of our sins that we can understand the gospel more clearly, better and better every day that we live. The substance of the gospel is a manward repentance. We do not have part in saving ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. The only thing we must do is we must repent. That is the requirement. Repentance. Repentance by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's manward repentance that's a part of the substance of the message. But there's also the remission of Godward remission. Not only manward Oh, not only this man of repentance, but this Godward remission. You see, God is the one that had to have this remission take place so that we could be drawn to Him because He had to make us holy by the death of His Son and by the blood of Jesus Christ. He can now, we can now have access to the Father. We can now have communication because Jesus is our advocate and our mediator. He's our go-between because the Lord, when He sees us, He sees Jesus. We now have to have, because of our repentance, and because of the remission that is done between us and God, we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We now can be together and fellowship with God the Father because the message, because of the gospel, the substance is repentance and remission of sins. So we see the source of the message and the substance of the message. But not only that, then there's a significance of this message. You said, what's the significance of it? What's so important about the end of verse 47? Not only uh, repentance and remission, but then it says it should be preached in His name. In His name. You know what the gospel is? You know what the significance is? There's a lot of messages. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot of ways that people say you can be saved. You can get saved this way. You can do this and get to heaven. You can work your way. You can have this. You can do that. You can spend this much money. You can go all these different routes to heaven. And they say that you can make it and save yourself. You can do this and do that. You can trust in Moody. You can trust in Mom. You can trust in this other God. But this is telling us that the significance of the gospel is that it's one and only person that can save 
gospel and the gospel is Jesus. There's no gospel if there is no Jesus because He's the only one that's ever been Holy Ghost conceived. He's the only one that's lived a sinless, perfect, and just life and never had one bad thought, never done one wrong deed. He's the only one that was willing to die on Calvary's hill, hill for the sins of the world. Not only is He the only one that would do it, but He's the only one that could do it. Uh, memorize this message. He's saying you need to 
go and take you to every nation and do your best to tell everybody you can. He says, stay here and I'm going to send a promise. I'm going to send a comforter. The Holy Ghost is going to come on you in power and then you will be able to tell it among all nations and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And this is the whole theme of the book of Acts. The message of the gospel of Christ in power. You see, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And that's the whole theme of this book of Acts we're going to begin to study. And Luke is telling us about this power from on high that is going to endue them, that is going to fill them, that spirit of God. And you see, if we're going to proclaim the message, if we're going to tell the message, we must do it by the spirit of God. We must be filled with the spirit because if we are not filled with the spirit when we tell the message, it will fall on deaf ears, it will fall on not good ground, and it will be the most useless. But we must get filled with the spirit that wherever we go and take the message, that we would be empowered by the Holy Ghost and that as we share it, as we tell it, as we preach it, as we proclaim it, as we sing about it in whatever fashion, whatever manner it is, there's many ways to share the gospel, but in whatever way we are sharing the gospel, it must be spirit-filled and powered from the God of heaven so that when we are speaking and communicating it, it will go by the spirit out of us and it will speak to someone else and that the Lord will draw them by the spirit of God and that it will let them that have ears to hear the message that he is saying and just as he did when he opened these apostles' eyes and let them understand the scriptures, that is the same way as we are revealing the scripture to all sinners and people around the world, the Holy Ghost must reveal it to them. He must. Well, God be filled with the Spirit. The success of this message. This message is going to be successful. You say, how they were persecuted. People were killed. They were martyred and burned in the stake. Well, I, I won't tell you 2,000 years later, I'm still telling you the message. Hadn't been stopped. The devil hadn't fallen enough. Hadn't put it to me in. Hadn't made people shut up in. Because I'm still up here running my mouth. To tell you about Jesus. Nothing can put it out. No, nobody can end it. Nobody can stop it. It's an unstoppable force, this message of the gospel of Christ. It's going to every nation in the book of Acts. We're going to find more of this from the upper room to the uttermost and find that it has to be filled with the spirit and the power of God and then taken to a lost and a dying world. And you see, he entrusted this to them. He said, I'm going to see your promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You realize the Lord has entrusted us. If we are saved and born again by the grace of God, He has given us a message. He has entrusted something to us that He is giving us the words of life. He has given us the breath of life. And He has given it to us and entrusted it to us that we should be His witnesses. We are testifying of the things of God and declaring His righteousness and teaching of His gospel and proclaiming thus saith the Lord. He's given the message to us not so we can just be saved from hell, not just so we can be saved from our sin, but that the Word and the Gospel would be more successful, that we continue sharing, that we continue taking it, and that everywhere we go, we would take the Gospel message with us. Everywhere. Everywhere. The message. The Gospel of Luke is all about the message of Jesus Christ. This is the former 
treaties. Got a little credit about it. This is just the beginning of what Luke was telling us about. And if Luke's beginning of the story of Jesus is this good, I can't wait to get to the book of Acts. Find what else Jesus is going to do. Because you see, what he's, the things he did at Luke, he doesn't do many things like he did in the book. He doesn't have to die again. You understand what I'm saying? He doesn't have to die again. He doesn't have to raise up from the grave again. He's already done that. He doesn't have to do that again. But I am glad the things that he did in Acts. And I know, I'm not saying he can't do the miracles he did, but he can do anything he wants to do. But he doesn't have to die again. He doesn't have to uh, fulfill the gospel anymore. It's fulfilled. It's done. It's finished. He's done it already. But I am glad the things he did in the book of Acts. He's still doing it today. He's still filling people with His power. He's still sending people to spread His message and tell them Jesus. He's still doing the great and mighty things that He did in the book of Acts. And I can't wait for us to get into that. But this theme of Luke, the theme of Acts, the theme of the Bible, it is all the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 